Hello, Fempreneurs. If you have been just working your butt off to try to make your side hustle your full-time gig, today's episode is going to inspire you because Cheryl Jessamine, she's a mortgage broker who was doing the mortgage broker thing on the side of her full-time job. She recently quit her full-time job to pursue her mortgage broker business full-time. So she is one of our Fempreneur Marketing School success stories. I remember a couple of years ago when I met Cheryl and she was brand new in Fempreneur Marketing School. I just remember how terrified she was and how she would sometimes give me these looks like, I, I don't know if I fully trust that this is going to work and I'm terrified. <laughs> and she faced her fears. She gradually started doing more and more of the things that she used to consider very scary on Instagram. And she also did a lot of uh, really, I guess you could kind of call it like old school marketing. She did a lot of really great things in her marketing. So it wasn't just all the Instagram marketing stuff that she learned in Fempreneur Marketing School and from other Fempreneurs. She also did some other really cool stuff and she's gonna share that in today's interview. And so I hope you take a lot of um, gold nuggets for your marketing away today. So make sure you have a pen and paper handy when you're listening. Um, or don't be afraid to pause the episode and do what I do, record little voice notes in your phone of things that you want to do later or research more later or anything like that. All right, let's dive in. Here's Cheryl Jessamine. How long have you been a mortgage broker now, Cheryl? Um, just about three and a half years. So um, uh, prior to that, I was working for um, a large public uh, education institute in Calgary. And my um, my job was eliminated, so that was a bit of a shock. Um, just before my 50th birthday, so never lost a job in my life. Super freaked out. Mm -hmm. And um, a lady that I lived with, lived in the same building with was a mortgage broker. And she said to me one day, she said, "So how's work?" I'm like, "I don't have a job. I don't I have no work." So she had suggested that I take the mortgage broker course and. Um, Interestingly enough, um, fast or back up probably to 1993 was my first uh, interaction with a mortgage broker when we were buying our first home. And I thought, what a cool job. And, uh, you know, then move ahead to 2017 and now I'm taking the course and uh, completed it and didn't get licensed until October 2018. Um, and I did a part-time for just over three, just about three plus years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was working full-time at the same time. And uh, yeah, now I'm not. I'm doing this full-time. So yeah, I made the leap um, beginning of April to be full-time as a mortgage broker and as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Congrats. Because I mean, as wonderful as it is to have that full-time job or even a part-time job to support a baby business, it's nice to say goodbye to that and be a full-time entrepreneur when you, when you feel ready and when you feel like it's the right time. So how, if you don't mind sharing a bit more about that story, like how did you decide it was time to just fully jump in with two feet to mortgage, to being a mortgage broker? To be fair, um, I, I just, I didn't have any balance left in my life. I was too busy with my regular, you know, Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 4.30 job, and then working, you know, nights, weekends. Um, 
I really had no balance in life. So my stress level was incredibly high. Um, yeah, and I just, I was no fun. I was no fun to be around. <laughs> um, I really needed, I needed to make a switch. So when I felt it was time, felt it was, you know, I could make the leap comfortably and look after, you know, all of my needs financially, that's when I made the leap. Um, and I mean, I've been talking about it for years, probably years to do this, but um, I finally built the momentum that I felt comfy that I could do this. Awesome. And I've known you for, I feel like it's been two years now, getting close to that perhaps. Or... I, I think so. Cause I'm, I was trying to figure that out yesterday. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. I'm not sure exactly how long I've known you, but I did meet you um, when you registered for the marketing school and then, right. and then you've been an amazing fempreneur community member ever since you've come to lots of events you are super fun to hang out with and you <laughs> brought more women into the community so thank you Cheryl um yep. tell us a little bit more about not just you know the fempreneur marketing school um you know strategies and techniques but anything and everything that you've done to get the clients to get your name out there to be a better survey, like all the stuff you've done that's been working for you. Can you give us some of those those highlights? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, forget again, I always have to thank you and go back to thank you for kind of getting me out of my shell. Um, as I've shared with you numerous times, I'm not a fan of video um, or putting my face out there. Um, but literally, it started out when I moved here, I didn't know anybody except for a handful of people. And of course, when we moved here in February 2020, then we know what happened in March 2020. Um, so literally, I became kind of like an internet uh, stalker of sorts. Uh, I started out, uh, you know, on the Cochrane community pages, you know, asking about, you know, really great realtors and um, what your experiences were with those people and financial planners and you know, insurers, all those sorts of really great referrals to get my name out there to the masses and connect with those people online. So I was literally meeting people online through Zoom, um, talking about what I did, what they did. Um, and then I, I stumbled upon the fempreneurs. So um, there I learned to be more visible on things like Instagram. I've developed a little bit of confidence as far as working on real still not there 100 percent. that's more of a personal thing because I, I i don't like video so much um but always great reach when i do it uh so literally it was my i started out online um putting my message out there sharing what i know um you know putting my face to what i do and you know it's it's actually kind of funny i was at an um an event a couple of weeks back and somebody said, oh, you're Cheryl. And I went, yeah, <laughs> who are you? She's like, you're in Cochrane. I'm like, yeah. She goes, I was hoping you'd be here because I wanted to meet you. And I was like, well, that's Aww. super cool. Like, yeah. So it's, you know, it's like, oh, somebody wanted to meet me because they saw me online. So that was, you know, super cool. I, you know, I never thought that was going to happen. Um, yeah, so that's kind of been my journey where I've, you know, I've, um, 
I've learned the value of pre-planning social media. I've learned the value of being present and showing up on social media and sharing bits of my life. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I was in Toronto, an area last week. So um, I shared a bit of my crazy whirlwind tour. Um, lots of fun. But uh, yeah, so, you know, it's good to be seen as a human behind the business, too. Thank you for saying that. Because I think, yeah, like you would know firsthand that that's been effective for you and helped you build relationships. Like you said, even before you meet that person in, in person, yeah, like they, they can do a little research into you. And, you know, if there's 10 different mortgage brokers and a realtor is looking at all of them, the one that has some bits and pieces of their personal life is going to win every time. Like it's just human nature. And you've done such a great job of that. And you've got, you know, a really fun family that I think has embraced your need to maybe put their faces out there sometimes too. That's true. That's <laughs> true. They, they tolerate me when I do that or I tag them in things or, yeah. or as I, I use my daughter's dog as a, as she's sleeping finally. Um, as part of my marketing. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a journey. It's been fun. A little scary at times too. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm happy you said that because I want you to talk a little more about the scary parts. Um, even just one, like when it comes to getting out there and meeting people, I mean, you kind of made it sound very like, Oh, well I couldn't go in person. So I just use the internet. And I think most people are like, scary like how did you send those messages what did you type into searches were you searching on Facebook were you searching on Google like how were you making those first steps and then what was scary um, so definitely uh, using Facebook just you know Cochrane Realtors uh, LinkedIn was super helpful um, that was another way I connected with people and putting my message out there on LinkedIn has also brought me some clientele, mm -hmm. um, sharing knowledge and um, connecting with people that way. Um, and Instagram again, like I find Instagram is probably the backbone of my social media, um, I'll call it business. Yeah. Um, I, I use it the most. I find it has the best reach for me. Um, yeah, but again, like, yeah, it sounds like it's all fluffy, but, you know, I've reached out to people and never heard back, and that's okay. Um, but was it okay, or, like, the first few times you did it? Or, like, you must have a natural confidence and kind of, like, I don't, I don't want to say any bad words, but, like, you know, your, your whatever-ometer is not very sensitive. You're like, oh, well, they're lost, moving on. Like, most women get really stuck on that, so... How did you work well, that? I know nobody likes to be told no. Let's be honest. Or ignored. I, no. Pardon? Or ignored. <laughs> true, true. But you know what? There's so many, there's so many potential people out there to connect with. Um, we don't always connect, right? We don't always see eye to eye. We all, like I've had phone calls where I just knew that we we wouldn't mesh because of personality, and that's okay, mm -hmm. because I I want to work with people that I want to work with. Um, so, yeah, I've been told, oh, no, I already work with somebody, and it's like, well, that's cool, but if you ever need, you know, maybe someone else in your back pocket, like, think of me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like, I've, I've definitely connected with lots of different groups within town, too, 
just to, you know, be more visible. Right. And you know, let them know that I exist. I mean, again, when I moved here, no one knew I was here. Yeah. And why would um, So I, I guess, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with being told all, no. I think it's just old and I don't care. Like, if, you, if you tell me no, that's okay. Like, it's sort of like being a parent. You tell them no or I get told no or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so don't fear the no. Um, I think what's more scary is the what if I don't try or what if I don't do that thing that I should be doing to grow my business, right? Like, and you haven't, you haven't stopped. You've you've kept going. I think so. That's pretty impressive. Well, thank you. I think like there's definitely been some stumbles along the way. Uh, some. I think my biggest piece of where I didn't necessarily connect with people is when I was just too much info, too much info, just info, info, info. Um, I mean, like, again, I do pre-plan my, my social media content just for, just for making sure that I'm visible. Um, because during the day, during the week, I don't necessarily have the time, but definitely I found if it was all info, 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 I, I probably didn't get the the traction that I want. Like when I check my insights and stuff, I can see, you know, people are dropping off or not interacting as well as if I put something ridiculous like my, my week in Toronto, um, where people see me being a human and interacting with family and friends. And, you know, I'm not just a mortgage broker. I'm a human too. <laughs> Yeah. So let's get a little nerdy for a second here. Like how often do you check your insights on Instagram and how do you do that? Like, are you using your desktop or are you swiping up from the post and looking right on Instagram in the app? I, I usually check the app. I'll check like specific posts to see, cause some of them obviously resonate a little bit more and I can see who's been checking my profile. Um, or just like just from the desktop. So I, I probably, probably at least once a week to check like overall where I'm at. Um, but if I see a post that's, you know, seems to have more likes or interactions or comments, I definitely kind of drill down into that one and see what the scoop is. And sometimes if it's really resonating, I make sure I share it to stories and stuff too, to get a little bit more visibility. Right. Do you but, ever go but, back and look like a long ways back, like maybe three, four or five months back to find a post that, you know, did really well for whatever reason. Sometimes, like you said, we don't really even know. Um, and yeah. do you copy that whole caption and kind of maybe judge it up a little bit and do you use it again? Like, are you, I haven't done that yet. Okay. Uh, I actually, I know I need to start because, um, I need, uh, I need to refresh some of my content. So um, that is on my radar to do, um, cool. like many other things. Yeah, like yeah. we all I, have those long lists of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So was it super terrifying to say bye-bye to your – I don't believe there's such thing as a secure job, but from your, your job that maybe you felt was secure, even though it was, you know, pulling a lot of your – energy and attention away from your own thing, which is your business. Like, was it scary? And how did you work through that? It was scary. I can't even pretend that it wasn't. I mean, again, I'm, I went away from this 
quote unquote secure job. I had a regular salary. I had great benefits. I had a pension plan. Like that's, you know, yeah, it was, it was scary. Um, again, I talked about doing this probably for the last two years full time, but hadn't felt it was the right time to make the leap. Um, again, I think like most of us, I mean, we, we worked to live, not live to work. So I needed to be sure that I could manage my, you know, my financial obligations without a regular full-time job. So yes, it was super scary. And, you know, I was excited. And then when it finally happened, you know, it was great. And then I got COVID. So then it was like, oh, good. Now I can't work because I'm so bloody sick. And then um, I, I'm not going to lie. There are days that I think I'm like, I'm scared. There's yeah. still days I'm scared. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think that yeah. never goes away. And it's good for all of us to hear others say that. Um, and yeah. I think it's what you do with the fear. Like for me, you know, fear drives me to um, create a 22-day Instagram marketing challenge, which by the way, there's a video right. up today. <laughs> um, and it drives me to build a juicy email or you know, put a new yeah. event up and then add that event to the new email. It drives me to do a lot of the outreach stuff that is the kind of stuff that doesn't like, like you said, it doesn't require someone to buy now or do anything. It's this kind of stuff that just builds relationships. Because what I found is that's the stuff that's brought more and more money into my bank account. It's just being a good human and making connections from a place of like, hey, I just want to get to know you and see if we're fit for even just a friendship, let alone a referral relationship, you know? No, I I couldn't agree more. Like, honestly, I think about... um, those pieces like today like i've been i've been crafting emails this this morning has been my morning of reaching out to potential referrals so literally that back end piece that people don't see it's not just you doing the work it's the pre-planning to do the work um to bring in the clients to bring in the business to build the relationships you know that's key um, you don't just expect people to start phoning you because you you know you've hung your shingle out. They don't know anything about you. Right. Um, you have to build those relationships, and I think for me, part of it, I, I appreciate the fact that I can do this online and uh, gain traction that way, and then from those relationships, connect you know in real life. Um, but you know, I appreciate the fact that it's cost effective. Right. to do it this way right that's a huge a huge piece of yeah. you know you know high penetration low cost like honestly totally. and that you know that you every every dime that you spend is you know is it is it going to get you what you need or can you do it for free or you know cost of your time yeah absolutely i think you know time is valuable but you know, sinking thousands of dollars into, you know, hiring other people to do things for us in a cookie cutter way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So and you've really embraced Instagram. I do remember our first few conversations and how how much you were not loving any of it. <laughs> you've just come so far. I'm just so proud of you. And I know you're proud Aww. of yourself too. And I mean, you're, the, like you said, the fear is never going to go away. But 
I just yeah. really want to pat you on the back for really embracing Instagram and being uh, a shining light in, in how it can work and how it is effective. And it is free. I mean, yeah, we can throw some money at a post every once in a while and boost it. Like you said, when you go through and you're like, holy shit, I don't know how this post did so well, but I might throw 20 yeah. bucks over three days at this and just see if I can get some more eyeball, like fresh exactly. eyeballs on this one, you know? Um, yeah. What other uh, marketing specifically, marketing strategies, maybe even email wording that you've sent out, um, maybe just structure of how you do follow-ups, anything regarding marketing for maybe our mortgage brokers who are looking to build a rockin' business like the one you've got going on? Well, I for me, like a lot of our our emails, to be fair, are very templated. And that's okay as an initial start but I really like to build a, a like a personal relationship I find <laughs> maybe it's to my detriment but sometimes I, I feel very connected and very passionate about every deal that I do I feel like I build this friendship I feel like I have to you know connect and you know so a lot of times it's just like a instead of a formal email it'll be like a one or two line like this is what's happening just so you know this is normal i need this from you but it's it's not i wouldn't call it high level like it's more a personal conversation so either it's a phone call or a text message um i try to keep it um more personal than businessy right for me that works because I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a super official kind of human. I like to be personable. Yeah, you're comfy. So, you're comfy and you're natural. And yeah, I like that about you for sure. I think you're right. Like when people are dealing with their money in any way, um, mm -hmm. it, it, people instantly get a little uptight. Just money is just one of those things, right? So the more 100%. you can make people feel at ease. Um, that's fantastic. Can you take us back to even before you get get that person to the point where they're even okay with trying to work with you? Like, how are you actually, um, you know, I guess, I guess more so it would be when you're reaching out to referral sources is kind of more what I was was hoping to learn from you about like other realtors. Um, any like what kind of people are you targeting and how are you actually opening that conversation with them um again a lot of it is i will fall uh i do something called share the love give the love kind of thing so um i will follow people on their social media and it's it's honestly if it's like a referral relationship with a realtor or that i really kind of get a sense i try to get a sense of who they are mm -hmm. and um, based on their social media presence, is that somebody I would even want to work with? Because again, personalities clash. I'm not saying um, like you're not going to be able to work with everybody because everybody has different needs and wants and work styles. Um, so often, lots of times, I'll you know share the love, uh, give the love, comment on posts, um, you know, like posts, share them, and sometimes you know I'll actually be as bold as to direct message them and say, hey, you know, let's see if we can meet for a coffee. I'd like to see if we can work together, um, you know, now that we're able to meet and meet people. So it, sometimes it's just literally a direct message to that person and 
to see if they want to connect. And I've had some really good relationships that way. Um, and then beyond that, like, I, I'm a little bit old school. Like, beyond the social media, I like thank you cards. I like writing thank you cards and sending those little personal notes to people just to let them know that their connection or their referral was appreciated, whether it turns into business or not. Mm -hmm. um, That's huge. You know, I like that you mentioned yeah. that because I do. I often forget about that kind of old school stuff. Um, yeah. Swag. Have you invested in any like branded swag to get your name out there on like physical items? I, I have um, to be fair from a cost perspective. I haven't found it incredibly helpful. Okay. Um, yeah, I, everybody loves swag, but for me, it hasn't been, um, a real business driver. Okay. Um, like a coffee card, like if I, if I send you a coffee card or whatever, that seems to be a little bit more like, Oh, Hey, thanks. Thanks for the coffee. Um, yeah. but as far as like a branded hat or I did some golf stuff, um, I haven't really, I haven't really invested the funds into swag so much. Right. It's more, I'll buy you a coffee, or yeah. we'll go for a lunch, yeah. or I, I, I prefer that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm excited to learn your feedback on um, an email that's going to go out to the Fempreneur community here pretty soon today. Um, okay. talking about, because the, the number one thing I find fempreneurs struggle with when it comes to Instagram and why they get frustrated with Instagram is they don't know what to talk about. They start to feel like a broken record um, and they don't even necessarily know like what to say in a direct message. Like the fact that you're direct messaging people I think is really amazing and you should feel proud because a lot of people don't even know what to say in a direct message. And I think when you're doing what you're doing and you're doing some research and you're looking through their posts and you're, and again, if you didn't have stuff like that on your Instagram, Cheryl, how would anyone mm -hmm. ever build a, a connection with you or, or be able to send right. you a DM that sounds even remotely like they've done any research into you because they, they wouldn't be able to. So there's a lot of yeah. reasons for it. But if you're going out and researching these people a little bit, and then sending them a direct message that definitely doesn't sound like a template or cut and paste. Um, that's no. really huge. Um, you're, you're just doing such a fantastic job. Um, but what I was going to say, and then I kind of got sidetracked there, was um, building a challenge for people, like a free way to give them little bits of your knowledge and then attaching some sort of homework assignment to each of them. Um, because I think for someone like you, it's difficult to hold events. Like, you know me, right? I'm always holding events and making it very right. social. Like that doesn't mean that you couldn't have like some sort of group of, of people that you brought together for an event, but it, it's, it's not really, it's not as easy to do that. No. Whereas something like this, um, is similar to an event, like a challenge is similar to an event because it's something something that you can talk about on Instagram and it's a thing that True. you can give them, but it's also a way that you can um, ask for their feedback on something that doesn't involve them hiring you or working with you yet. 
Which is kind of what exactly. I'm with you right now, although you've obviously already been um, part of the marketing school and stuff. You're not a, a new person for me, but I, I do encourage um, all fempreneurs to consider this concept of creating some sort of a challenge. And it, of course, requires video content and it requires a little bit of work behind the scenes. Doesn't right. cost any money, though. It just costs a little bit of time. And I think... Yeah. It's a good way. It's it's not a good way. It's a phenomenal way for anyone in any industry to set themselves apart from other people who do what you do. So I'm going to kind of nudge you about that in the coming weeks and see if you happen to okay. decide to try it. And if you do, would love to have your feedback on, um, you know, if it's sure. helpful, if it's getting you some new contacts into your world. Um but yeah, there's just so many things to do with Instagram marketing that I think most fempreneurs find find challenging and get frustrated with. And you're doing a really great job. Is there any post that you can think of that you had a ton of like a, a huge engagement spike recently that maybe other fempreneurs could recreate their own way? Uh, you can yeah, of? no, I can't even remember. Um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, like again, I think it's the, you know, it's the personal pieces that seem to really get the resonation, re resonate with people and get more um, um, likes or comments or I think the one that I, I probably actually now that I think about it, the video that I made when I left my previous job, which was at the University of Calgary and I'd worked there for just shy of five years and I literally had dropped off all my all my university belongings and cleaned out my desk and just did a pan of the the whole top floor where I worked and just said you know this was what I was talking about you know this is my big announcement this is what I'm doing this is what I was doing and um, you know little shout out to my previous employer and just did a piece out and actually that that particular post got so many comments and so many likes and, you know, so many good jobs and so excited for you. Um, so that probably is the one where I got probably the most traction. And again, it was, you know, it was real life. It was, this is what I'm doing and this is where I'm going. And um, yeah, it was it was way more successful than I thought it would be. It's funny because I know we've talked about this before in, uh, in passing in the marketing class where you build this, you think this incredible piece of whatever that you think, oh, it's such a great post and, you know, so much information and so much impact and it's, it comes off as wah-wah. <laughs> right? And then you get these ones where you just think, oh, it's just like a little snippet of life and it's like it blows up. Yeah, so. thank you for reminding us of that. I think um, yeah. I'm going to try to extract a bit of a lesson, a bit of a challenge for our watchers and listeners here from what you just said. Um, sharing wins and talking about your accomplishments is a really important part of Instagram marketing, and it's not bragging. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have no. skipped over that day. You could have chose mm -hmm. to not post that because you were worried you might look kind of like, look at me or something. But instead yeah. you chose to 
bring your world up to speed on a big thing that happened in your life that you made happen in your life. And that's, I think it's too many women and it's common with women to not celebrate their wins. So a challenge for everyone is to do what Cheryl did. It doesn't have to be quitting your job to start your, to work at your (laughs) business full time. That's a pretty big one. Um, But it can be anything. It can be, you know, if you rearranged your office and you think it looks better, if you have committed to walking your dog at noon every day and you finally did it for five days in a row, anything, anything, tell Mm -hmm. the world about it. You have a a big impact on others when you do that. It's not about you. So don't let that little bitch on your shoulder, as we talk about a marketing school, tell you that it's about you. It's not about you. It's about you telling the world to inspire other women. You do a really good job with that, Cheryl. So keep it up. Well, thank you. You know, I, I don't, I personally don't see that or feel that. Um, But it's funny, I do get some messages from people like, you're killing it. I'm like, I am? Yeah, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I think because I'm just doing the best I can, knowing what I know and trying hard to, you know, be informative and be real and be relatable and, you know, share my personality. You like it or you don't. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to be me and... Like I said, we I, we can't work with everybody because that's just not even an like that doesn't seem realistic, and that's yeah. okay because there's lots of people out there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and you know what? It's it, it's if you screw it up, it's okay too, right? Nobody, you know, if it's really horrendous, delete it for heaven's sakes. But I mean, if you if you put a video on and it's not perfect or, you know, the lighting is terrible like today. Um, so what? <laughs> this is a podcast episode mostly, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like, so what? Like, so yeah. what if it's not perfect? Um, last time I looked in the mirror, not perfect whatsoever. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's like, our imperfections like you, that I think warm people up to us. If we looked perfect, I don't know. People who are striving for perfection are scary as clients, I have to say. Um, one of the coolest things about what I get to do with women is I immediately get to help them remove that um, desire for perfectionism because if they continue it, and I have had a few that continue to be perfectionists because it's so deeply ingrained in them and they need help beyond what I can give them they are not fine yeah. clients to work with. And so I think by showing our imperfections, we are weeding out mm-hmm. some of those people that we probably can never please because they're really never going to be happy. And they're never happy with themselves because they're striving yeah. for perfection and it's not possible. Yeah. So um, yeah, I like that you said that. Like, And if something's really horrible, like you said, we can delete it. Um, <laughs> that's the beautiful okay. thing about technology is nothing's forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no. And again, I think my biggest piece from you is just the fact that you show up because that's always what you said. Like nobody, you showed up, you you showed up, you, you gave, you cared enough to show up. And you know what, if your hair is greasy and you put on a toque, well, you know what, I got greasy hair under my toque, but I'm still me. Um, you know, not everybody wakes up, you know, looking perfect, like on TV. Um, and you know what? Like I've got wrinkles, I've got gray hair. Um, I'm just me. Yeah. So what? Like, 
Yeah. I'm just me. So before we wrap up, I want to get a little nerdy now on the mortgage broker side of things. What is a common, like now, you know, you're talking to Lindsay, who's, you know, a potential client who's curious about getting a mortgage. Um, You know, maybe I um, haven't had a mortgage for, you know, six or seven years, and I'm thinking I'm going to switch from being a renter back into the market. What are some of the Mm -hmm. common questions um, people have for you that you find yourself answering all the time? Well, I think right now in this environment, it's still the the interest rate thing. That piece seems to always rear its head in one form or another. Um, Like interest rates are going up and that's just, that's our reality. Um, I think people just don't understand um, debt. I think that's the biggest piece. Sometimes it's a lot of, there's debt counseling just to even get them to the point where they can actually qualify for a mortgage. Okay. Um, I have two questions about what you just said. Sorry, I want to back up. What, what, sure. has, what's the increase in interest rates that you've seen in the last two years? And second is, do you set people up with some sort of debt counselor? Do you refer them to a specific business or person or government organization? Those are my two questions. Um, Sure. So interest rates. So if we were looking two years ago, um, I can't think of exact dates, but I mean, we've gone from a fixed interest rate of probably under 2% to and to now just over 4%. So that's a big jump. And that's a fixed rate. Our variable rates are still lower. But with that, there's volatility in the fact that you need to be comfortable with Bank of Canada interest rate bumps and your payment will increase. So if you if you can be smart about your money and save that extra bit of money, you can weather the variable rate and save yourself interest money along the way. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on the client. Some clients need to know that I am paying $500 every two weeks and a conversation. Yeah. Some clients are okay with starting at a 500, but maybe they bump up to 600 over the next five years. But they've still said, you know, save three, four, five thousand, seven, ten thousand dollars on interest, you know, depending on how much they've borrowed. So if they can kind of weather those bumps, that's a good option for them. But it's really client specific. It really is um, comfort level. Okay. You know, if if you know I've got X number of dollars each month and that's it then maybe, a, you know, the variable bumpy ride is not for you. Um, yeah. And what was my other question? The second question was, if you, if you do come across a client who is um, not, maybe not able to get a mortgage right now, you've tried to help them and, and you've discovered that there's some debt issues there. Do you refer mm-hmm. them to someone to help them through, rec- you know, rebuilding their credit and getting rid of some of this debt or... Are there organizations um, you you use or refer I, to? I, I, yeah, I will refer to it like a financial planner. Um, some of them, some of the debt issues are pretty simple. It's just literally, you know, in the next six months, pay this off, mm. and you'll be good. Okay. Um, but yeah, some of them need credit counseling, and some of them will need to be referred to a financial planner or, or investor just to, you know, get them back on track. Um, so, yeah, I, I work with lots of referral people. 
you know, not just realtors, not yeah. just, um, um, you know, insurers, that kind of thing. I do. I do refer them to people that need some financial counseling. Mm -hmm. um, that's not my area of expertise. I can kind of get you through the, the smaller stuff, but sometimes you need to, it might take you a year and somebody who is far better at that will get my business. Right. Or I refer them to them. Okay. To get them on track. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want to share with um, people specifically around the mortgage world right now? Um, is there anything that you've, again, that you find you're repeating yourself, answering this question all the time or informing people about or something people are shocked to hear every time you say it? A um, couple of things. Get pre-approved if you go shopping. It's, it's, if you don't know how much you can spend, what are you doing? get pre-approved, find out how much you can afford. Before you go shopping, before you take time out of a realtor's life who is incredibly busy right now, um, <laughs> and don't, get, so don't set yourself up for disappointment. Know what you can comfortably afford. I think that's your the biggest piece is, you know, I've had people come to me and go, well, I found this house, but there's no way they're going to afford it. Right. They have, you know, they, they've, they've, you know, they have champagne dreams on a beer budget. And that happens. Um, the other piece is, for God's sakes, don't quit your day job. If you're going through the mortgage process, don't say, oh, I quit my job. Don't do that. Don't do that. I saw that you posted about really? that a little while ago. I remember seeing that and just laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's so smart. But, but it's, it's so, it's like, true. people must just forget that that's going to be yeah. a or or, uh, or or the other thing is don't rack up your credit cards because until you've signed the on the dotted line, like don't go out and furnish your house for, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars and put it on a credit card because that could end that could end your whole mortgage or before you even get in the door. Right. Don't spend any extra money. Be careful with your money. Be credit responsible. Don't quit your day job. You know, we need, we, you need stability. You need to know how much you can afford and you need to have a stable income coming in. If someone wanted to, even before talking to you, Cheryl, find out what their credit score is and just cause they were curious, like, do you recommend a specific site to them to go look that up or how do you? Credit karma, actually. I mean, if I'm going to get a plug from credit karma, I would say, yeah, you can usually see, you can actually probably access it through your online banking too. Oh, so credit um, karma is like a website or a, a company? It's, yeah, you can literally put in your, your um, sign up for it. Um, it's, it's, it shows all your debt. It shows all your, um, your credit score. And it'll tell you that, oh, you good job. You paid your, your credit cards off three times in a row. Like it gives you a little like good jobs. And Does so, it cost yeah, money? you can watch it. No, it's free. Okay. Free is so my favorite. You kind of like a one page snapshot of your whole financial situation. So it's different yeah. than, than Equifax or TransUnion. It sounds a lot more like user friendly than those two. hundred percent. Like I use Equifax for my business yeah. because that's what we use. But Honestly, Credit Karma, you get you get alerts if your credit score is dropped. You can go in wow. and see what's happened. Yeah, it's it's actually it's like I use it for myself just yeah. to see because you know you know I'm not always checking my credit score, 
But if there's like, you know, like I had a, you know, you get a message and it's like, well, you, your credit score is dropped. You're like, well, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, okay. um, it's a great little product. Yeah. Well, thank Lots you. Of people use it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is there anything now, speaking to fempreneurs in general, to women who own businesses, maybe like you did for a while and still have the other job to, you know, to eventually get rid of, is there anything at all you want to leave with them? Any words of inspiration or anything at all? Story? I think trust your gut. You you will know. Because people have said that to me before. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Trust your gut. When you feel like you've reached that tipping point where you cannot keep both of these balls in the air and do a good job, that's when you need to have a conversation with yourself. And maybe, you know, this, that's the time that you make a decision to go one way or another. Um, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what makes you happy too. So that's another piece. Like I, mm-hmm. like I said, I left a nice stable job, but it didn't make me happy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not happy, yeah. I mean, we all have to work. And if you're not enjoying what you're doing, find something else to do. And if it's your, mm-hmm. your entrepreneurial um you know, dream and it's, you're earning enough income to, you know, keep the lights on. Maybe it's time. You'll know when you, when you have to make a switch because like the balance for me, there was no balance. I was stressed out. I was cranky. Apparently I wasn't very nice to live with for a bit because I was (laughs) so like, just like, I was just, I was, anxious because there was just so much to do and I wanted to do a good job for both and it was taking a toll on me and relationships and the people that I love and uh, so I mean again being out on your own is not stress-free by any stretch of the imagination Um, I've had lots of moments where I'm thinking oh my god what am I doing yes yeah (laughs) but yeah I, I think, and just, you know, put yourself out there. Take a chance if you can. Okay. Thank you for sharing yeah. so much. And um, just, yeah, like what a huge success story you are here in the Femper community because you have, you. you know, committed to full-time doing your business and because it is, it is what you love and it is what makes you happy. And because of that, you are really serving your clients well, and people would be lucky to work with you and be able to be uh, in your world, even just if for, even if it was just for a time to get their mortgage done. Um, you are an absolute pleasure to spend time with. Um, so looking forward to seeing you at an, an upcoming event for Fempreneurs, Cheryl, yeah. in person. And uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, you can find me at, do you want a webpage or do you yeah, want, yeah. Uh, uh, so www.advancedmortgage.ca uh, forward slash Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, or you can find me on Instagram at Mortgages by Cheryl J. Cool. All right. And, I'll put links yeah. to all of that in the show notes below the podcast episode. And thank you so much, Cheryl, and have a wonderful day. And Thank you. Bye, Fempreneurs. Bye. See you, Lindsay. Bye. Chat soon. Bye. If you are someone like Cheryl who has started a business, or like Cheryl was, I guess, a few years ago, who has started a business and 
really wants to get out there and serve the people that you're so passionate about serving, but you don't know what to do or what to say, or you have an Instagram account, but you just don't know what to post. Um, you have two options. One is completely free, and that is the 22-day Instagram marketing challenge, which you can find at yycfempreneurs.com slash challenge. Um, the other thing you can do if you want to be like Cheryl and do what she did and actually join a team of other fempreneurs and work through my signature program, which is the six-week fempreneur marketing school, then you need to check that out at yycfempreneurs.com. And if you have any questions about anything you heard in today's episode or anything at all, you can always reach me over on Instagram at yycfempreneurs. Once again, my name is Lindsay Berry, and I'm so happy to have you here in the Femprinter community listening to the podcast. Thank you in, in advance for sharing this episode with a Femprinter who you feel could use it. Bye for now.